Hey guys, welcome back to Dumpster Fires. Today, I want to dive in a little bit and kind of go over a bit of object permanence in regards to our bedrooms and our aesthetics and things like that. So bear with me, I'm going to get to the main point of where I'm going with this. And I think it's going to be pretty interesting, so get a little snack, get comfy, or put this on in the background, do whatever you're doing, and let's just jump into it. So, at the time of recording, it's the end of December, I think we've got two or three more days left of December, and the new year is beginning, and what I like to do um, every new year is give my bedroom a little refresh. Um, I pretty much do like a bedroom refresh every like three months, I feel like, even if it's just like simple, like move something, put a new poster up, like shift things just a little bit, but I typically do my biggest rebrand of my bedroom at the beginning of the year uh, because I like a fresh feel going into the new year. It helps me um, kind of center myself, and by that point, my room has endured all of the holiday decorations, and once it's undecorated, it's like, okay, I need a switch, I need a change, I need something new, and that's kind of the point that I'm at right now. I actually just finished redoing my room, so I transitioned a little bit from, um, the aesthetic that I had for the longest time was uh, kind of a an eclectic clutter core. Um, I liked to think of it as um, like an Egyptian pyramid where they would fill their pyramid with all of their favorite things. So that way, like when they die, they can bring all their favorite things with them to the afterlife. I used to think about my room in a way that was like, I'm going to adorn the walls with all of my favorite things and fill it with all my favorite things as if it's a pyramid going with me to the afterlife. Even though, of course, I didn't believe that, but that's just kind of like a little analogy that I used to kind of go off of when I was designing my room. And I really like to keep things. One thing about me is I'm a keeper not a hoarder. I don't hoard things. I just like to keep little mementos and little memories. I'm really sentimental and I like getting really nostalgic. And a lot of the stuff that is up on my walls in my room, I've had for a really long time. And anytime I go on trips, go to concerts, whatever, I will keep any little piece of paper, literally trash. Like I will literally collect trash from wherever I'm going because it reminds me of like what I've done. I have so many metro cards. Every time I would go, I was going to New York. I, I go actively to New York like once a month, basically. And I would get a new metro card the like first few times that I went. I would get a new metro card every single time I went and I would, instead of like refilling it, you're supposed to like bring your metro card back and refill it the same one. And I would just get a new one every single time. And I would like hang them up on my wall. And that's besides the point. Uh, I like to collect wristbands when I go to concerts. 
I always let them know that I'm over the age of 21 so I can get a wristband for the bar, even though I never use it. I just get it to pin up on my wall. And I have kind of gone from that aesthetic and I was laying in bed the other day and just like looking at my room and I was kind of in the back of my mind like, all right, the new year is coming up. Like, what do I want to do? I need something fresh. Maybe I'll just like rearrange my furniture. Then I was looking around and I was like, I just don't feel happy with this room anymore. And I don't know why. Sometimes I go through like short little moods where I'm like, this room is too busy. I just need minimalism. I'm going to tear everything off the walls. I need nothing. I need to live in a blank, empty box. I need to see nothing. It's too much. It's all too much. And then I'll do it. And then literally like three weeks later, I'm like, there's nothing in this room that brings me joy. I need to fill it with things that make me happy. And so I was kind of like, is it that? Like, am I just like itching to tear everything off my walls? Like, what is it? Does it just... A lot of the transition that I have been doing over the year of 2022 from... Like, I'll have two moods, pretty much. I've kind of divided it, my my bedroom feeling, in, like, two different moods. And each mood lasts, like, three, four months at a time. I would say around, like, three months is a sweet spot. And there's, like, two versions of my room. One of them is the one that has all of the little toys and trinkets and fun childish kitty things that bring me joy and like nostalgic joy so like i really love um there's like a lot of like disney channel merchandise i've got like a hannah montana alarm clock i've got like little um luca mcdonald's toys like i just like interweaving them into like my bookshelves and my nightstand, like everything, and just like filling it with little like toys and trinkets that bring me joy. And so there's that version that's like a little more childish. And then there's, once I get a little overboard with the toys and the like Funko Pops and stuff, it's like, okay, I need to take all of these down. Like I love my room, love the aesthetic, but I need all the toys gone because like I'm an adult, you know, like I'm 22 years old. I need to take the toys out of my room. And so I'll take them out and I'll be like, ah, oh, yes, I'm so grown up. And then like a few months later, I'm like, I miss being young. I miss the toys. And I'll go into storage and get all my little toys out and put them right back up on the shelf. And that's kind of been the cycle for 2022. But recently when I was laying in bed and looking in my room, it just felt different. And I was kind of thinking about what the, what, could possibly be different about my room now than it has been all year because like I I really feel like I perfected the aesthetic that I had been chasing for years and years and years this year like somewhere between like the beginning to middle point of the year I like perfected it every little corner of my room was so perfect and exactly what I had dreamed of and I was like, why is it no longer good enough? Am I just like bored of seeing it all the time? Am I taking it for granted? What's going on? And one of the thoughts that I had had was, did I keep all of these things as a coping mechanism for my fear of 
never being able to do these things. So that was very confusing. Let me elaborate. So was I, my thought was, was I keeping all of these like pieces from concerts and trips and events and stuff because I was terrified that all of it was going to go away? Was this me trying to grasp onto something that I just felt like was going to disappear from me? And was this me kind of becoming a hoarder of like special things from like a life, like living a life, having little mementos from fully living as maybe like a coping mechanism of like, what if I am not able to travel anymore? What if I can't go to concerts anymore? What if I don't make any new friends? What if I lose the friends that I have and don't make any new ones? And like all that I have left are the things that I'm collecting in this moment. I was like, is that it? And I'm still not fully convinced that that's not at least part of it. But also, I don't think it's really that deep. And I, well, it it kind of is that deep, but I don't think it's deep in that direction of like, like self-doubt and doubt of like my future and like future insecurity and things like that. Because... This year, I kind of took a leap towards doing more. Um, After I went on my first trip, pretty much like alone, just like a friend and I, um, in uh, fall of 2021, maybe it was summer of 2021, I was like awoken and I was like, I need to be everything everywhere all, all at once. I need to be at every festival, every concert, every show, every state no limits. Like, I just need to go, 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 go. It's because it was kind of the, I have anxiety about doing something for the first time, like even in little things, like I will have, I will have nerves about going to the bank, but then I do it one time and I'm like, okay, that was so easy. Like I can do it a million times now, but it's that first time. So like after I had gone on my first trip and realized that like, I was okay and like I didn't need to be anxious about it I was like okay I need to go 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 because it brings me so much joy and like this is what I've always wanted to do is just like travel and do an experience and I have become more comfortable in knowing I feel like more secure in the fact that like I've been going to New York every month for like almost this whole year I've gone to every concert that I've thought about going to, I've gone to, whether it was in, uh, I live in Florida for context, whether it was in Orlando, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts, Brooklyn, New York, like I've been everywhere, everywhere. I've been everywhere on the planet, but you know what I mean? Like anywhere that I've wanted to go, I've gone. And so I kind of feel a little bit at peace with the, um, realistic aspect of my life that I will be able to travel a lot. Like that's not going to change anytime soon unless like something insane and drastic happens. Like I'm going to be able to travel and I'm going to be able to experience and do and all of these things that I was maybe scared of losing. So I don't think that that first um, scenario or that first 
thought process is the reason that I was getting sick of my room. See, we're pulling it all back together. That idea seemed like it could be plausible, but I was like, I don't think that's why I'm getting sick of my room. So I kept thinking, pondering, reflecting, refracting, all the things, and I finally landed on this conclusion that I'm pretty confident with. I I think that I had been overcompensating. Hear me out. I had never gone to a concert until I was 18 years old, and it was still, like, tough getting there or whatever, because it was, like, no one in my family had really been into, like, music and concerts and stuff like that. Um, and it was just kind of, like, I feel like there was this negative connotation with concerts and like music and like events like that and that they were like dangerous or not for like young kids whatever but when I was 18 I was like well no one's stopping me so that was when I went to my first concert and it was five seconds of summer in 2018 the meet you there tour changed my life truly but at that point in my life and even after that I craved the doing and the experiences and I craved the life that I had always wanted of traveling and just being everything everywhere all at once as I said before and once I would get little tastes of it I wanted to make it feel like that was my whole life because it really wasn't like I was at home all the time like, not really doing anything. I would do, like, one exciting thing every six months. And I would hold on to it for dear life. And I would try to make it my entire personality trait. And one of the things that I remember is I have always been a really big fan of Conan Gray, um, who, if you don't know, is currently a musician, but started out as a YouTuber. And I used to watch his YouTube videos before I even knew that he made music. Now, I'm a massive fan of his music as well, but he would always decorate his room and would do like room tours or like decorating videos and would speak about um, his nostalgia and how he would like keep little mementos and stuff, much like I was describing I would do in my room before, like photos and ticket stubs, movie tickets, train tickets like concert wristbands, receipts from things, like anything like that. Tags from clothes. Like, I still have to fight myself on that. I literally am looking at a pile of little tags and things that I've kept that I have to let go of because, like, what am I going to do with them? But I kind of grew up with his influence, and I was like, that's incredible, that's beautiful, surrounding yourself with the things that you love, that kind of deal. And I wanted his life, which he had been doing a lot of things. He had been going to a lot of concerts. He had a lot of fun memories with his friends and a lot of suburban American experiences that I didn't have because I, I live in an area that's not like you don't like hang out with your next door friends. Like you're not like all in a suburb somewhere like where it's pretty spread out and secluded and things like that and I went to school 45 minutes away from my house so like all of my friends lived near the school 
So I just didn't have that same kind of teenage dream, teenhood, childhood experience. And I wanted it so bad. So like I said before, I would grip onto any any little memento that I could gather from the things that I was actually doing and would try to build a whole story of my life and plaster the walls of my bedroom with it. So it was like anything that I could try to almost trick myself into feeling like I was busier and experiencing more things and really living because I just felt like I'm just not living. I'm just not living. So I, I kind of would trick myself into it almost. And I would kind of create this appearance that if anyone saw my bedroom in the background of my pictures or if anyone came over, like they would think that I was so like worldly and well-traveled and so cool and mysterious and stuff. But really like my, my entire bedroom was decorated from four family vacations. Like that was kind of it in like one concert when I had wanted it to be so much more. I just wasn't experiencing it. And I kind of kept that pattern of thinking and that like behavior of gathering all the little things when I'm out and about and like just stuffing my pockets full of receipts and clippings and stickers and anything that I could get a hold of up until honestly my room was fully decorated that way two weeks ago before I started like downsizing everything and when I was sitting there in my bed I was like I am now living the life that I had always wanted to like I'm now going on trips I am now going to concerts I'm now traveling to go visit my friends and planning Europe trips and I've got like this amazing job that I love so much and I get to do all of these incredible things that like I could have only dreamed of I don't need to overcompensate by keeping every receipt and sticking it on my wall like that's not like I don't need to trick myself anymore because like whether I live in a, a blank white box or my walls are covered with every concert ticket I've ever gone to see like I'm still going to be experiencing so many new things and I'm still going to be an exciting person like I just have so many things going on and that's like such a a special thing that I finally was like I'm now living the life that I had tricked everyone into thinking or tried to trick myself into thinking that I was living throughout like my teenage years like, I'm now living my teenage dream, so to speak, even though I'm, like, fully an ancient artifact at this point, 22 years old. But I just looked around my room and I was like, all of these things, yeah, they're, like, special. They remind me of events and moments and things like that. But I don't need to cling so hard onto these things because there's so much more coming and kind of holding on to the things as if I'll never get anything good again is not healthy. I It's not healthy for me. I don't think it's healthy for anyone. But I mean, specifically for me, because I only understand my experience with this so far, because I feel like I haven't really heard 
a lot of other people talk about this, but it just kind of occurred to me and I was like, hmm, I wonder if anyone else feels this way. It reminds me of um, one of the Billie Eilish uh, year apart interviews that she does annually where she says that she was happy for the first time in such a long time and she couldn't help but feel like she just like it was going to go away again and that she was going to be sad again. So she was just like gripping onto this happiness with like all that she had and then kind of realized that like it's not it's not going to go away. Like she's she's maintained her happiness and it's not something that's so fleeting like she thought it was. And I kind of think about that in the sense of all of these like memories and experiences. They're not I'm not just going to one day not be able to travel and do things. Like that's not that's not really an option for me anymore unless of course like I said something crazy happens. But like, this is my life now. I'm not living, like, a temporary... I'm not on vacation. I'm not living a temporary situation. Like, this is... This is the life that I built for myself. And fully, like, letting out that breath of fresh air, just looking at my bedroom and being like, I don't have to... I don't have to cling onto this anymore. Like, knuckles white gripping on for dear life like I don't have to do this anymore it's not going anywhere this is I've built something sustainable and foundational and ah I'm just so happy and I wanted my bedroom to kind of reflect um that newfound feeling so I was kind of exploring some new aesthetics that are less based on that kind of nostalgic clutter memory keeping strategy and that are just more focused on actual aesthetics and what looks pretty and what makes me feel good when I'm in this space when I'm looking at certain areas and I kind of landed on a more modern, grown-up feel, I guess. It kind of felt like somewhere that was less of a, a scrapbook and more of like a, a, a headquarters for me, like coming back from my travels and things like that. Like, I wanted everything to be cleaner and more simplistic and just kind of be a very straightforward stripped down space and I mean I'm sure a lot of people if they walked in they would be like I don't see any differences but like I 100% feel very different in this room there's a lot of things that are the same of course because I haven't like entirely flipped the script and done a whole new feel like I still love so many of the things that I have in my room. But I've incorporated some new pieces and rearranged things. I had like a really big desk that I had, um, like a giant pencil cup with like pens and pencils and a drumstick. And like, you remember like the scented pencils, like that and like paint brushes and all of these things and like pens that I would t collect from uh, 
Spirit Airlines and the Mexican restaurant that I love in New York and the hotels that I would stay at, like all of it. And then I would have like a coffee mug that someone gave me and like a plant from my first office at the school that I worked at when I got like my first real job and like all of these things. And I would just like pile and pile and pile. And so one of the things that I did was I took out my really big L-shaped desk and I just put in a sleek, small glass desk that I'm recording on right now. And it's only big enough for my computer monitor, my keyboard, my mouse, and like my drink. So like I can have my water with me, but otherwise it's a very clean, clear space. And I've found already that it's really helping me be clear-headed when I'm working on things and it's just a very fluid space that I have room to create new thoughts and I'm not constantly bombarded by past experiences and things like that that are like affecting my work and just whatever that's like in a dramatic sense but that was a big change for me I also moved my desk in front of my window so that way I get all of the natural sunlight that I can. And that has also been like an incredible decision because um, just like it boosts your mood all the time and it just makes you feel so productive and uh, I just love it. Really good decision. But other than that, it's just kind of been a process of redefining what makes me happy in a living space and what I would want if I was like walking into someone else's space and things like that just like what makes me feel at home what makes me feel comforted what makes me feel inspired what makes me feel motivated and all of those things and I found that as for right now it's just a bit of a stripped down minimal aesthetic so I've got less decor shoved everywhere I took out all of like the little toys and trinkets and I, I used to call them um, intermissions on my bookshelf because I would have like a bunch of books going down the shelf and then I would have like a space that had little like trinket boxes and like a clock stacked up on top with like little figures coming out of it and then it would be more books after that just to kind of like give it some like life and whatever and now I've just got like all my books because my book collection is also growing immensely and I need as much space as I can get so like my bookshelves are just my books and like there's like a plant up there too and I've got all of my letters and cards and like important things that people have given me and written for me instead of just like pasting them all over the walls I've got them in a letterbox so when I do crave that nostalgia or I just want to take a trip down memory lane or remember a certain moment or time I can go into the to the little mailbox that I have and pull out a letter I also created some uh, little memory boxes um, from like old cans and stuff that I had thrifted that I just had like laying around I, I put a lot of the memories and mementos from my wall I didn't just throw them out because they are still important to me and I would still like to remember and it's also easy to be like I don't need to remember this I'll have it in my head when you're 22 years old and the memories that you're referencing happened to you a year ago versus like when you're 
50 and you've got a family or friends that you you want to share your stories with and whatever it's it's different and I don't ever want to regret that so I of course I'm not like throwing any of the items away but I do have like little memory boxes and stuff like that so when I am looking for something or if I do want to have like a few special things like up on my walls or on a shelf or whatever I still have the access to that but it's no longer like a crutch in my room it's no longer like a mask on my walls so to speak and I've kind of I've kind of eliminated a lot of like the super personal touches and just stuck to more like decorative pieces like things that I just think are pretty to look at and less of like oh this is from this day, this time of year, da-da-da-da, so-and-so gave it to me, whatever. Because I just think it it clears my thoughts so much more. This feels like much more of a space of clarity, and I'm not constantly bombarded by all of these things, which actually will end up distracting me from working and coming up with new ideas and being inspired to do anything. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I also had weighed the idea of maybe I keep all of these things because I saw a TikTok once and it was like about keeping your iPhone box and you know how like you probably have an iPhone box like under your bed or in your closet or something or like in a drawer somewhere and it was like about how our parents grew up in like the Great Depression and had to keep everything because like everyone was very poor and like all of your packaging and stuff could be repurposed and that we were kind of raised that way like my generation specifically was like raised that way and so like we were kind of taught to hold on to everything and I think that that's really interesting and I don't know if there's like really any merit in that but it sounds real like that sounds that sounds really real because For the longest time, I would just keep every box to everything that I had. Like, I am not going to be returning this, like, unreturnable item. But, like, I need to keep the box, you know? Like, I I think it was, like, two years ago that I finally threw away the box to my Instax mini Polaroid camera. Like, what was I going... Like, that camera... I've had that camera. That camera has been around the block. I dropped it. There's, like, marks on it. Like, what What was I doing with the box? What was I... There's nothing in it. It's literally just the box in the back of my closet. And I was like, no, no, no. I can't get rid of it. Like, what do you mean you can't get rid of it? And part of me is like, mm, maybe it is because I was raised that way. But also, I don't know if that's even like how my parents were. I don't know what about it made me be like, I need to keep, I need to keep, I need to keep. I, I, part of me also thinks that it might have just been the process of getting older and finally having like your own things that aren't just like toys, that it's like things that are important to you and just being like, Oh, yes, like, I have my own things. I need to keep this box for my first pair of headphones. Like, this, these are my headphones, so I need to keep this box like a responsible adult. Like, it's the little, the little things in your life that make you feel more 
grown up and responsible and stuff like that. So it could just be something like that. But I don't know, that little, that concept about the Great Depression or whatever, that really, that really stuck with me. And I do be thinking about that. But overall, I just kind of want to inspire you to reflect on your environment and why you've made the choices you have. And if you're kind of on the same wavelength that I was with, and that I, that I still am, because again, I'm looking at piles of things that I need to throw away because like, I don't need to keep them, but I just, it's a habit that you have to break. You have to, you have to constantly unlearn these little quirks, but If you were on like the same wavelength as me, kind of in the same place, had the same thought process and aesthetic and whatever, maybe this is your time to kind of downsize. But if it, if it truly just like makes you happy and like brings you joy and you don't feel like there's anything deeper behind it and it's really just like, you just love being surrounded by things that you love, uh, go for it. Don't let anyone tell you to not be that way. Like, you should just go for it. Keep going. But it could be some kind of manifestation of a deeper fear or insecurity or something like that. So just take some time in this new year to reflect. Reflect before you snack. This shall bring you honor and glory. All right. This has been another episode of Dumpster Fires. This is the psychology of your Pinterest aesthetic bedroom. All right. I hope you enjoyed. Um, Like and subscribe. Rank. Or what am I saying? Rate this podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. No, no, nobody wants to know. And that's all for this episode. All right, toodles.